Lord. We give you our highest praise. Hallelujah. We give you our lives today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Daniel chapter 1. The Bible is filled with accounts of godly men and women that have lived a holy life and that were faithful to God. Amen? Now, one such person I want to talk about today, I gave it away with the, the scripture reference, is Daniel. Daniel was a very godly man. And there are some wonderful points that we can glean from his life. I've entitled this message today, Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to be a Daniel, living a life without compromise. Isn't that the goal, really, of every Christian? To live a, the Christian life without compromising our beliefs. Amen? Standing on the word. Uh, Daniel was a man who obtained preeminence and power in his lifetime. Lots of favor. God gave him lots of favor. Uh, he started out preeminent among the children of Israel. He gained preeminence among wise, the wise men of Babylon. And then finally he was given power over all of Babylon. He received similar power over Medo-Persian Medo Empire. How was Daniel able to reach those positions of power and influence though? See, that's what we need to find out. We know he had that power. We know he had favor. We know he had influence. The question is now, how did he get there? Amen? And that's what I want to talk about today. A close look at the book of Daniel here reveals the secrets the secret of a life of favor, and shows how we too can be successful without compromising our standard of living. Amen? All right, first off, the first point about Daniel, what made him so such a great man of God and that led him into favor, the first point, we notice that even as a young teenager, that Daniel was a man of purpose. Daniel was a man of purpose. Look at Daniel 1.8. Daniel 1.8. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. I find it interesting in that scripture, it says he purposed in his heart. That, that one line just jumped right out to me when I read it. Daniel purposed in his heart. As, as a young boy in a strange land, Daniel was immediately faced with the challenge to violate God's law by e eating the king's food. It was not a lawful thing to do. And he was faced with that challenge. So despite his youth and the obvious pressures to conform, Daniel purposed in his heart to uphold the law of God no matter the cost. It didn't matter what the cost was. He wasn't going to budge. Why? Because he purposed in his heart to keep the law of God, to keep the word of God. Amen? My question is today, where are the Daniels in the body of Christ? Where are the Daniels in the body of Christ that are willing to sell out and commit to God and to his word completely? Amen? Where are those Christians that, are daring, that would dare to be a Daniel? Where are they at today? Amen? That's what the question is. And young people, let me talk to you. Young people, it is possible to live a holy life on this earth today. Now, if you were at the conference yesterday, I mean, you would see the overwhelming evidence how Satan is attacking our youth in, in the culture. But it is possible. And the only way to live that holy life in the culture in which we live, you've got a purpose in your heart. You've got to make the decision that come hell or high water, you are going to stay committed to God. 
Amen? you got to arm yourself. Remember when I talked about arming yourself? Yesterday, when, both, when I landed at Metro Airport, when those wheels hit the ground on that Airbus 319, boom, immediately the spoilers came up. The, the pilot arms them on, on final approach. When those wheels touch down, boom, the spoilers come up to assist in the slowdown on the landing process. Same with you. When the pressures and temptations come against you, boom, you got to be ready and purpose in your heart. I'm not going to give in to that temptation. Does that make sense to you? All right. So because of Daniel's willingness to put God first, God granted Daniel favor in the sight of others because Daniel put God first. Look at uh, Daniel 1, 9. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Notice in verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart to obey God, right? And then it goes on to say there that God brought favor to Daniel. Amen. Amen. How many in here want favor with God? How many in here want favor with man? Amen. It's going to come by living a holy life. It's going to come when you purpose in your heart to obey the word of God and reject the temptations of the world. Amen. See, guarantee you, if Daniel would have given in to the pressures of the world, that favor, that success, that prosperity would not have followed him. It wouldn't have. Not, not the God kind of favor. Amen. See, the God kind of favor comes with no pain attached to it. Amen? That's a whole other message. But whenever you put God first in your life, whenever you put him as a top priority in your life, favor is sure to follow. I guarantee you, tee it because the word of God says it. When you honor God, God will honor you. Look at Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Let's go there. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Don't get lazy on me there looking up at the screen. Turn there in your Bible with me so we can get familiar. It's a good resource, but it can make us kind of lazy going through the word ourselves. Uh, Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. My point is, when you honor God, God will honor you. Repeat that after me. Say, when I honor God, God will honor me. All right, it's a principle in the Word of God, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. Why? Verse 10 goes on to say why. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Basically, it's talking about when you honor God, he's going to honor you and blessings are going to be heaped upon you. Amen? All right, so honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all of your increase. In other words, Put God first. Notice it says first fruits. It doesn't say ripe fruits. <laughs> Amen. It doesn't say last fruits. It says first fruits. It means put God as priority in your life. See, when God's last on your priority list, you'll be last on his. How many want to be last on God's priority list? Good. All right. All right. We're on the right track then. No one raised their hand. All right. So the level that you will be blessed in this life, on this earth, is in direct proportion to how much you bless and honor God with your life right now. Did you hear me? The proportion that you will be blessed in life is in direct proportion how much you honor him in this life right now. That's the, that's the key right there. Now, go to 3 John 2. I want to show you something. 3 John 2. Very popular scripture here. Not... not the Gospel of John, but 3 John, which is before Revelation, 
all right, before Jude, way in the back. All right, 3 John 2, this is very interesting scripture. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Now, the King James Version says at the end, even as your soul prospers. I want you to notice that prosperity and health that you will experience, that the amount of prosperity and health that you're going to experience on this earth is in direct proportion to how much your soul prospers. What is your soul? You hear me say it all the time. Your mind, will, and emotions. The renewing of the mind. So your soul, your mind, will, and emotions can only prosper when you keep filling yourself with the word of God. That's the only way your soul is going to prosper. See, so many people are trying to, trying to get their soul to prosper with alcohol. So many people are trying to get their soul to prosper with sex. So many people are trying to get their soul to prosper with money. So, you understand what I'm saying? The only way, the only truly way that your soul is going to prosper is when you fill yourself with the word of God. That's true soul prosperity. So when you fill yourself with the word of God, your soul can't help but prosper. I mean, it just will. It just will. Now, uh, even when you read a scripture and you don't understand what it is, it's still the word of God going in you. And it's going in you. The word of God is supernatural, all right? So, and, and trust me, you keep thinking and meditating upon that scripture, the Holy Ghost is going to give you some keys about that scripture and understanding, right? How many of you noticed that before? That the Holy Ghost will open up uh, revelation to you on the, on the scriptures. So, so, obviously now, if you're filling yourself with the word of God, all right, if you're filling yourself with the word of God, you are putting God at the top of your priority list. Would you say that's a fair statement? Amen. All right. Well, that and prosperity in all areas of your life will follow then. Because the key is putting God as top priority in your life. All right. So Daniel was a man of integrity. Daniel was a man of character. His soul was prospering in the word of God. Well, how do we know that? Because he purposed in his heart to obey the word of God. He must have known the word of God, right? He must have known the word of God because he knew what not to get into. He knew what was going to cross the line of, of sin, right? So obviously Daniel was filling himself with the word that was available at that time and the law of God that was available at that time. So he was prospering and God seen to it that he was prospering. God looks over his word to perform it. Amen? Amen. Now, every child of God needs to be a, be a person of purpose. Every, every child of God needs to be a person of purpose. We know the unsaved, and, and they all, they're just spinning their wheels, all right? They're looking for their purpose, and they're not finding it because they can only find their purpose when they come back to their creator through the Lord Jesus Christ in a relationship with him. But every child of God needs to be a person of purpose to be able to live a life without compromise you have to settle it in your heart like i said come hell or high water i'm gonna obey god can you do that here today can you settle it in your heart can you arm yourself that when the temptations come you they can bounce right off of you amen amen you just won't slip into it daniel was totally committed to living a holy life he was a person of purpose we as christians need to live life on purpose don't you like that sentence well, that kind of clicked to me. We need to live life on purpose, all right? The Christian life is a strategic life. It's strategic. 
You need to know your strengths. You need to know your weaknesses. And you need to work on those weaknesses, amen? And you need to keep building up your strengths. We need to live life on purpose. It's not just a, a shot in the dark. You understand what I'm saying? We need to live life on purpose as Christians. And the outcome of your life is in your hands. See, God gave you and I a free will, right? The outcome of your life, the quality of your life is in your hands. My life is in my hands. You understand that? What do I mean by that? I mean by our actions, by our words, by how we live our life. It's going to determine the quality of our life. All right? That's what I mean by the outcome of your life is in your hands. We need to live life on purpose. And think about this. No one respects a wishy-washy person, do they? Come on. Someone who's wishy-washy, double-minded, someone with no direction. No one respects a person like that, right? All right? So, now, Jesus said this. He said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. In other words, determine to do something, do something on purpose, and go for it. Right? A double-minded person is unstable in all of his ways, the book of James says. Now, whereas a strong sense of purpose, I'm giving some, some people a clue, a strong sense of purpose often breeds respect and admiration of others. Are you following me? I'm giving some people a key here how to connect with people, all right? Now, what should be the purpose? What should be the purpose of the Christian? Go to uh, Matthew 6, 33. Jesus made it abundantly clear what the main central purpose of the Christian should be in your personal life, in your personal life. Jesus said this, but seek first, say first, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. See, no matter the circumstances in our life, we are commanded and we are expected by God to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other, in other words, what God expects, how God expects us to live, we are expected to know that. Because we're expected to seek him. We're ex expected to seek his kingdom. How the kingdom of God operates. Amen? And then when we do that, notice the second part of that. Jesus promised that every provision would be provided for us when we put God first in our lives. It can't get any clearer than that. So our personal purpose, our personal mission as a Christian should be seeking first. Say first. The kingdom of God. Seeking first the kingdom of God. You know, so all, all the provisions would be provided if we do that. And I found it interesting in Malachi 3, 8 through 10, that God wanted to hammer home this point so, so in, a, in such a major way that he says when you tithe and give offerings to his work, he said, try me now at this. I find that amazing. That's the only place where you're going to find God saying, go ahead, try it, test it out. I dare you. I dare you to be a Daniel. I dare you to be committed to me. Amen? All right? So, when you are truly acting on Proverbs 3, verse 9, when you're honoring the Lord with your possessions, when you're honoring Him with your first fruits, you will give tithes and offerings to the Lord's work. You will honor the Lord with your possessions and first fruits. You will honor Him with your life. 
and you won't complain about it. There will be no complaining because you'll take pleasure in giving to the Lord. You'll take pleasure in the righteous commands that God set for us in the Word of God. Why? Because when you act on it, you will notice the fruit in your life. You will no notice the joy. You'll notice the peace. It doesn't matter if hell's throwing something against you. You're going to notice the fruit that comes from it when you are putting God's principles into action. I'm telling you, it's amazing. I know, maybe there's someone here who say, ah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, you don't know what I'm going through. I dare you, put the word into action in that situation. Go ahead. And you'll, the word can't help but produce itself. Where'd that come from? That wasn't even in my notes. The word can't help but to produce itself because it's called the incorruptible seed. All right, that's a freebie from the Holy Ghost this morning. It wasn't even in my notes. But anyways, it's this simple. Dare to be a Daniel. Put God first in your life. Quit being moved by the world. Quit being moved by the circumstances. And start being moved by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Amen? Start being moved by your born again spirit. By your new recreated spirit. Oh, Brother Wayne's teaching a class in the training center called Alive Unto God. And it was powerful. Oh, that training center was so powerful. Just a different atmosphere in there. So those of you who, who aren't in this session, I take the next couple months uh, or the next session when we have it available because it's a different atmosphere. Amen? Now, uh, Daniel refused to compromise his convictions. He refused. He wouldn't do it. Why? Because he purposed in his heart not to cross the line. He purposed in his heart not to cross the line. See, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. Amen? I'd rather stand than fall. Amen? Stand on the Word of God. Allow the boldness of the Holy Spirit to flow through you. Go ahead, I dare you. I dare you to be a Daniel. I dare you to stand up and be bold. Amen? Outwardly, you're going to have some people ridicule you and persecute you. But inwardly, you know what? Those people, are, they wish that they had the same boldness as you. They, they, people respect someone who stands for a purpose and who's committed to the purpose. Amen? They do. They do. And, uh, and get this, those people, when they, need, uh, when they need someone that can be trusted, guess who they're going to come to? When they need advice, when they need some concrete advice, who do you think they're going to come to? The wishy-washy person, or are they going to go to someone who they know they can trust? They know someone who's standing on the word and who purposed in their heart to stand on it. Amen? They will. They'll gravitate to you. God also admires individuals who stand by their principles and by their words. Go to Psalms 15. Psalms 15, 1 through 5. This is interesting. How many of you like being in the presence of God? Amen. Dwelling in the presence of God. Well, this gives us a clue how to get in it, how to stay in it in our life. Psalms 15, 1 through 5. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle, basically in your presence? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor. Nor does he take up a reproach against his friend. 
in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. Oh, the fear of the Lord, what a topic. If you want to do a Bible study, do a Bible study on the fear of the Lord and the benefits of the fear of the Lord, reverencing God. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. I found that incredibly interesting. That's talking about someone who makes a vow. They make the vow to someone, and then afterwards they realize, you know what, this wasn't in my best interest, but they still stick to the word. They still keep the vow. You know, God takes vows very seriously. Amen? He takes it very serious. Now, he who does not put out his money at, uh, at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. You would do yourself some good to go and just read through that again, just real slow, and ask the Holy Spirit just to illuminate practical things on, that, on the verses 1 through 5 there, all right, on your own devotional time. All right, next. So Daniel was a man of purpose. He purposed in his heart to follow God. He said, I'm going to do this. I don't care what comes against me. I don't care what the world throws against me. All right, next. Daniel was a man of purity. Daniel was a man of purity. His enemies could not find any fault in Daniel. His enemies could, oh, I love this scripture. His enemies could not find any fault in Daniel. Go to Daniel chapter 6. This is powerful. Our, look at our own life. Are we that blameless? Do we give people place where they can, they can say, hey, yeah, well, you say to do this, but you're doing that. Oh, but Daniel's enemies couldn't find anything to come against him because he was committed to living a pure life, a holy life for God. Amen? I dare you to be a Daniel. Daniel 6, 1 through 4. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over, and over these, three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the sa satraps might give the account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Look at this. Then, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Verse 4. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge, some fault against Daniel because they were jealous of him. People are going to get jealous when the favor of God's on you. You, you, know, you, you following me? If the favor of God's on your life, don't expect everyone to, to throw a party for you sometimes, all right? Uh, some Christians won't throw parties for you too. So I'm just telling you ahead of time, don't, don't get bent out of shape when a Christian don't get excited when you get blessed. Amen? All right? Because we got some selfish Christians in the body of Christ. Not I'm talking in general. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. I love it. It says that Daniel had an excellent spirit in him. Oh my goodness. Listen to me. He was diligent to maintain his spiritual purity before God. Diligent. Diligent. And, you know, sometimes part of diligent is examining our hearts. Examining our life. Right? Not just... Just living life and, uh, you know, never... Re no, we need to reflect on our life. We need to s sit down sometimes. You know, sometimes I do this. I take a pen and a paper, and I sit down with the Word of God. And I'm like, all right, all right, Holy Ghost, show me areas where I'm falling short in. I need, I, help me search my heart right now. 
and I'll just write these things down. All right, so he brings these things to my remembrance, to my mind, and I write these things down. I'm examining my heart, and then I will go in the Word of God and find scriptures that deal with the, the issues that I'm dealing with. Are you following me? That's some good advice. Good place to say amen there. Amen? So Daniel had an ex excellent spirit. People who maintain purity in their dealings with others are often given positions of great responsibility and privilege. You want a promotion on your job? Be faithful to God and be faithful to the job. Amen? All right? And because people can trust you. They'll see, you know, worldly people. When I worked in the secular, and, you know, at this point I was a Christian, people, I got promoted, I mean, in raises, like, five dollar an hour raise and and it which was unheard of at this place Be, why because i was faithful to the kingdom of god and i was faithful to my job the boss and i'll tell you what that goes a long way even unsaved people notice that stuff and you catch their attention you will get the, you'll get unsaved people's attention quick when you start obeying the word of god they'll notice something they'll say man there's something about that that lady there's something about that guy man they're faithful all right so stand on the word of God, and God will promote you when he knows that you are sold out to fulfill his will. Did you follow that? God will promote you when he knows. Now, come on, we know we can't fool God, right? We can't fool God. He knows everything about us. He knows our heart. He knows our motives. But God will promote you in this life. He will promote you when he knows that you are faithful and sold out to his will. All right? Now, uh, in fact, I, I mean, I think that's why God opened this door of opportunity, opportunity with Bob Larson to do these conferences. I, I've been faithful, and I'm, I told God, God, I'm, I'm sold out for your will. I'm sold out for you. That door opens. Just another way to reach more people for Christ. Amen? In fact, all those, those uh, kids who were there, all those youth who were there, they prayed to pray and recommitted their life to Christ. You know, God, it's not unlike God, even for one person, it's not unlike God to send me on a plane down to Houston just for one individual. Just for the one. Amen? You got the 99, you got the one that strayed. God will send you out for the one. Amen? Hallelujah. The question is, are you going to go when he calls you out just to get one? Or are you going to say, nah, it's not worth it? Are you going to be faithful? Are you going to be faithful or you want to stick close to the 99? Boy, you want those numbers. But are you willing to drop your thing and go get that one that's strained? Amen? Amen? All right. So Daniel was a man of purpose. He was a man of principle. He was a man of purity. All right? Now, listen to this. I believe the element, all these things that I've mentioned so far, uh, these will bring blessings into your life. But I think the one thing that really put the icing on the cake, the one thing that will really bring the overflow along with these things is this key that Daniel was a man of prayer. Daniel was a man of prayer. Look at Daniel 6.10. Daniel 6.10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. 
as was his custom since the early days. Man. Now, let me just break this down for you. He knelt in prayer, a demonstration of his humility before God. All right? He prayed three times a day, a demonstration of his continual dependence upon God. He gave thanks in the midst of persecution, a demonstration of his gratitude and the fact that he had not lost sight of God's blessings even in the midst of the storm, even when things didn't seem like they were going right, he stayed his course. Why? Well, I mentioned it. Because he purposed in his heart to stay on course with God. We need to purpose in our... Oh, the Holy Ghost is just having me hammer that. There's too many Christians who are just all over the place. Ah! Purpose in your heart. Stay on course. Stay close to the goal. Amen? Stay on the narrow road. And then it said that his prayers were a custom since early days, demonstrating his persistence and faithfulness in his service to God, even from a young man. Don't give me this stuff that you got to be 50 until you finally sell out to God. No, you don't. You don't. Young people, listen up. You can be on fire for God right now. But it's going to take a commitment, and it's going to take you purposing it in your heart to do it. All right? It's no one else's fault but your own if you're not on fire for God. Amen? All right? So, Daniel's custom to pray so diligently helped him to remain a man of purpose, principle, purity. And despite his rise to power and pre preeminence in the empire, he, even though he had these lofty positions now, he stayed focused on God. He knew where the blessings were coming from. He knew his position. He did not earn it on his own. He knew that it took the power of God, it took the blessing of God, it took the favor of God to get to that point. And we need to have the same attitude. Amen? Now, we're the ones who put the principles in the mo into motion. We're the ones who have to commit. But ultimately, ultimately you've got to realize that it's God who's opening those doors. It's God who opens the doors. It's God who brings those connections in your life. You understanding me? It's God who makes those divine appointments come to pass in your life. It is God who does it, not ourselves. Amen? So there's no room for boasting. There's no room for pride. The Bible speaks harshly against pride. That is, it is a sin. It is a sin. Amen? All right? So in the world, there's a false assumption that to get ahead in this world, you must conform. You've got to conform to the world system. You've got to conform to the sinful practices of the world. Not the case. Not the case. What you need to conform to is to the Word of God. And I'll tell you what, the favor that God gives, the blessing that God gives, comes with no sorrow. Amen? It comes with peace. It comes with joy that's unshakable. Even, oh, hallelujah, when the enemy comes against you, man, I'll tell you what, you can stand firm because the Word of God is true. Amen? You're not just standing on your own thoughts and ideas. No, you're standing on God's thoughts. Standing on God's ideas. Amen? So I want to encourage you to hang in there, stand strong, and I dare you to be a Daniel in purpose, principle, purity, and prayer. Amen? I want to encourage you to put God in first place in your life. That's the main message today. Put God as top priority in your life and be a Daniel. Amen? Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah.
Father God, I thank you for the example that you've given us in the word, Lord God, of your servant Daniel. So many things that we can glean from. And Lord God, each individual, Lord, I know that maybe the whole message, people take parts of a message. And I pray the part that you want to be illuminated in their hearts, I pray your Holy Spirit would illuminate those parts in the people that they need to work on. Now maybe there's someone in here you never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. You're not even in the door. You're outside looking in. You need to come in. You need to come in. You need to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life. If you've never made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you need to do so right now. And I want to encourage you to come down to this altar. And I want to pray with you to have a new birthday. Be, be, to become born again. To know that your destination, when you make a full commitment to Christ, to make Him Lord of your life, that your destination is heaven when you take your last breath. Maybe there's someone here, you've been a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, but no one else knows it. If you're thrown in court, there's no evidence to convict you as a Christian, and you know it. You need to rededicate your life today. You want to recommit your life. I want you to come to this altar because you can't fool God. You're not fooling God. Amen. You, you might be able to fool a pastor. might be able to fool other people, but you can't fool God. And that's what matters. Next, maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. The Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want you to come forward. I want to lay hands on you to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Maybe you need a physical healing. Maybe you need emotional healing. You know what? Healing's available today. Amen. I want you to come to this altar. Maybe you just need prayer for something else. But for those of you who are ready just to commit to God, for those of you who dare to be a Daniel today, I dare you to come up to this altar and just tell God. Just yourself. I want you to come to this altar. I want you to step out of your seats. I dare you to step out of your seats. And for some, that's a chore. Some, some are just scared, clueless of getting out of their, their seat. But I dare you to take a step out. I dare you to come to this altar. I dare you to be a Daniel. Come forward and just commit to that in your life. And worship the Lord as the music plays.
The only way to flow in that river is to make God first priority in your life. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord as the music plays. Listen to the words. Hallelujah. It's an awesome feeling to get carried away by the river of God, the presence of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for what you have done today. I pray as they go, as they walk outside of these doors, Father, I pray that you would continue, continue to minister to your people. Show us areas of our life that need to be changed, that need to be tweaked. Hallelujah. So we can flow in the river freely freely that every dam in the river will be moved will be removed in the name of Jesus hallelujah thank you Lord yeah right now I just command all any and all heaviness despair discouragement that has come into this place whoever has that I command that discouragement despair to leave in the name of Jesus right now and I loose the garment of praise right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yes, I command the spirit of suicide to leave in the name of Jesus right now. Someone who's being attacked with suicide, suicidal thoughts. I command that the suicidal thoughts to leave in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Play the last song there. Here I bring my stains and crowns. Gentle river, wash me now. Your love is 
right. Praise God. I believe everything was accomplished. The Holy Ghost wanted to get accomplished. Shashi, close out with the Hillsong United. You all have a blessed week. Training center students, come tonight. I finally got the books in for my class. I think you're going to like it. And Wednesday, there's something for the whole family. So come on out Wednesday. If you're not able to, come back Sunday. Visitors, thanks for coming. Be blessed. Have a blessed week.